What's up, everybody? It's so great to see everybody in the building. In this snowstorm, you braved your way out here, but this is what y'all do up here in Wisconsin. You know, it's all good. It's great to see you guys uh, in person. And those of you worshiping with us online, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We know you can be doing anything. You could be any place, uh, but you chose to spend a few moments with us. And we're believing that God has made it worth your while so far in the worship. And I'm believing really specially that God's going to make it your, uh, make it your while for this word today. Amen? Amen. Hey, I want to ask you a very serious question. How y'all doing? You know? I mean, so many times we ask that question and the reflex action for most of us, 95% of the time is say, how I'm doing? I'm good. Good? Everybody good? You know, when in all actuality for a lot of us really we're not good. And sometimes it takes that person to just grab us by the shoulders. You know, we could actually legally touch each other without going to jail, right? Grab each other and be like, no, 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 really, how you doing? Like, I really want to know. And when they come at, come at us like that, our walls fall down, our face changes, we like, and then our heart opens up, and we actually share what's actual and true and real for us. And that's what I want to do right now. So everybody in the building and online, if you're tuning in with us, uh, I just want to know, show of hands, uh, how many of you all these last several months have been the absolute best last several months of your life? Life just couldn't get any better uh, for you than these last several months. Raise your hand if that's you. And just if you're in the building, I'm just going to invite you to come and pray for all of us because obviously you saved and we not. You're doing something right. Right. Uh, if you're in a building, raise your hand. These last several months have been really, really good, but also really challenging at the same time. That's my testimony. That's, yeah, yeah, okay. That's real. Now, and this may be real for somebody, too. Last question online and in the building. How many of you guys can honestly say these last several months have been the absolute worst last several months? You can't even remember when things have been as bad as it has been these last several months. Raise your hand if that's you. And online, okay. And everybody, listen, uh, I get it. That's real for a lot of people. A lot of people in the building and online, you felt deflated. You felt defeated. You felt forgotten about. Your faith has wavered at times. Where you at online? If that's you, put it in the chat. I want to know who I'm talking to. All right? And I think if we be honest, we've all had those moments in this season. And as we're entering into this brand new year, in this brand new series we're in here at Central Christian called The Best Good News Ever. Everybody, I don't know about you, but my prayers closing out 2020 and walking into 2021 has been, Lord, I need some W's this year. You feel me? I don't just need a W here and a W. I need to go on a winning streak. You understand? Father, I done had enough setbacks and sneak attacks in 2020 to last a decade. Now I need some victory chance. Jesus, I don't want to just know that you're at work for my good on my behalf intellectually. Please, Lord, allow me to hold it. Allow me to touch it. Allow me to see it. And allow me to feel it experientially in 2021. Is that anybody else's prayer for you, for your family, for your church, for your world? Yeah. I don't know about y'all, everybody, but I want to feel like the winner that Jesus says I am in him. I want to see the victory that Jesus says I have in him. And everybody, um, bottom line, uh, 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 I know that I'm a champion because you, Jesus, are 
the champion. Y'all know who I'm talking about? The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the maker and creator of heaven and earth, uh, 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 the master of the entire universe. And, and I'm your child, made and created in your image, your masterpiece, created a special for a special purpose. I dare you to tap yourself on the shoulder, look at the person around you in the room online, say, Pastor Ray, he talking about me right there. He talking about me. He talking about me. He talking about me. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, that's not what I'm saying about you. That's not what Dave Clark says about you. That's what God says about you. You're his, made in his image, his masterpiece, his special prized possession. And everybody, I don't know about you, but I want to examine everybody what it looks like for us to begin shaking off the mess and the mayhem of 2020 and what it looks like and invite us to look into the lens of Jesus, our champion, and what that truth communicates to us wherever we may find ourselves in this season of life. And so everybody in Hebrews chapter 12, I want to invite you to a phenomenal passage of scripture that I stumbled upon that has encouraged me so much. And I pray it speaks to you and encourages you just as much as it's encouraged me. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. Somebody say the champion. Yeah, who initiates and perfects our faith. One more time online and in the building. Say the champion. Online, I dare you to type it in the chat. Type in the champion. Yeah, that word champion, when we think about what that word champion means, if we were to describe it, I'm sure some of you guys would be, oh, I know what the champion means. The champion is, uh, that means you're the greatest. That means you're the best. Champion literally means uh, uh, superior, world class, you number one. And though those definitions, everybody, would not totally be inappropriate, in this case, that word champion comes from a Greek word. Uh, this, it's, it's the telotitos. It's teleotitos, which literally means a perfecter. That word champion in the Greek literally means a finisher or a completer. That word champion in the Greek literally means one who has in his own person raised faith to its perfection. And so set before us the highest example of faith. And everybody, when I meditate on that passage of scripture in Hebrews and I meditate on the meaning of this word champion, I believe everybody, it gives us cause, all of us cause uh, to be excited this morning. The reason why I believe you ought to fasten your seatbelt and get ready for an amazing year is because the champion of champions, our Savior and Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe has sent me here on assignment to declare to everybody in the building and who's ever listening to me online, whomever you are, wherever you are all over the world, and you better catch it, that you've already won in 2021. Yeah. 
Some of y'all don't know when to get excited. I said you've already won. Hey, hey, that fight you've been fighting has already been fought and your adversary has already been defeated. That decision you've been hoping for has already been decided in your favor. That door you've been wanting to open for you is already unlocked and ready to fall down for you to step through. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but God sent me to declare to somebody in the room, you've already won in 20. 21. Now, some of you caught the wave, and some of you, you're just looking at me. Just like this. And you're like, well, Ray, that sounds real good. I see you online. You thought I forgot about you. And you like, but how you know? You don't know my story. I'm getting the neck and the hip and all of that from you. I feel it. You don't know what I've been through. You can't comprehend for my Chicago people. Yeah. You can't comprehend the battle I'm going through right now. I can't even comprehend the battle I'm going through right now. How can you be sure this word is for me? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked it. I got three reasons why I'm confident that everybody in the building and online listening to me, you've already won. In 2021, if you've never taken notes before, this is your day to take some notes. Number one, you are a winner because Jesus was your beginner. One day, one day, you were a winner because Jesus was your beginner. Look at verse two. We're going back to the text. It says Jesus is the champion who initiates our faith. Remember we just read that? Jesus is the champion who what? initiates or starts our faith. Now, everybody, why is that important? Let me tell you why it's important. You see, I'd be real worried if you was the one who started this thing. I'd be real concerned, everybody, if this Christian walk, this church life thing, this living for Jesus thing you got going on was all your idea. You understand? Oh, you know some people like this. You know, who you, how many of y'all know some people that's always starting some stuff? Always initiating some projects, right? But don't never finish nothing. Don't never finish nothing. Not you, but you know some folk like that, right? Right? Every other week, they got a brand new idea of how they're going to change the world, right? And they walk to you with it. And every time you're like, oh, goodness, what you coming up with this time? What happened to the last five projects you was working on last year that you never finished? That's supposed to be the bomb.com, right? Right? It's crazy. It happens every year, right? You already got a DM on your Facebook and Instagram. You got included in a 45-person text trail with your best friend in her outfit that she bought from Target. She got her portfolio picture already set up. January 1st, 2021, girl, this gonna be the year. I'm going to drop 25 pounds by the summer. That's right. Six months, baby. I'm going to be tight and I'm going to be right. And what happens, y'all? Week one, three workouts. Week two, a workout and a half. We're in week three of January, right? Third week, they at McDonald's. Let me get that young double quarter pounder with cheese, throw some bacon on that bug. Let me get that supersized fry. And I forgot how to get to the gym. You bust them coming out of Culver's, because I got my Culver's people in the room, right? And they like, 
uh, 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 you know, I'm just taking a break. Like, you just started two weeks ago. You already on vacation? What? How many of y'all know some folk like that? Yeah. But everybody, isn't it great to know that in Hebrews, Jesus says he is the one who initiated our faith walk. Jesus is the one who ignited our fire to walk with him, to be in his word, to be in church every single weekend. Yeah, I know you thought it was your mama or your wife nagging you or your husband dragging you or your best friend beating you down and pelting you down. But no, it was Jesus, y'all, who used those close to you so that he could connect with you and invite you into a place of healing, deliver you from areas in your life where the world has left you broken. Speak life and truth to you. Where that jack leg who should have never been in your life in the first place lied to you and tore you down and tried to destroy you before you could realize your God-given purpose. And see, this is why I get excited, y'all, because see, when Jesus starts a thing, yeah, when Jesus initiates a thing, you ain't got to look for him. You ain't got to wonder if it's going to get done or not. Because the Bible says in, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 1, it says, being persuaded of this very thing, that the one having begun a good work in you, somebody say me, somebody say me, yeah, will complete it, say we'll complete it, yeah, until the day of Jesus Christ. Everybody, guess what? When Jesus starts a thing, that thing's going to get done. I got one amen. Praise God for the one. Yeah. And everybody, can I say this? It's one thing to see this passage and be like, okay, Paul wrote that. Of course, he's best friends with Jesus. They was, they was tight. He wrote most of the New Testament. I like it when I read this regarding somebody else who's writing about, about Jesus. But you know what I get real excited about? When Jesus speaks and brags about himself. I was talking about my, this with my DMs earlier this week. It's something gospel gangster. You feel me? When God talks about himself and then backs up who he is, I just think that's just gangster for real in Jesus' name. Yeah. Can I tell you, the book of Numbers chapter 23, God speaks about himself through a prophet and if I could speak for God, I would say to y'all, if, if you didn't know anything about God, this is all you need to know about him. Look at this, verse, 20, uh, verse 19 of uh, Numbers 23. God is not a man that he should lie. I could drop the mic right there. In other words, he told me to say to somebody in the building or online, look, I know you done dealt with some jokers in your time, but here's what I need you to know about me. My name ain't Stanley or Cindy or Ronnie. Bobby, Ricky, or Mike. That, that, ain't, that ain't who I am. I'm not going to ever lie to you. I'm not going to ever betray you. I'm not going to ever mislead you. What I say to you is going to happen. I'm always going to tell you the truth, and I'm always going to deliver on my word. Now, it may not come when you want it to, but it will always be on. Now, I got one right there again. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Everybody, here it is. Uh, I'm not a man that I'm going to lie to you, nor neither the son of man that I'm going to change my mind. And everybody, I love this because how many of y'all know that God's timetable isn't based on what's going on in the world? Can I tell you, COVID-19, your marital situation or your employment situation has no bearing on when Jesus wants to move in you, through you, and take you to where he's got for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, are y'all hearing this word for you today? The champion of champions told me to tell y'all that number one, you are a winner because Jesus 
was your beginner. But here's number two. You're a winner because Jesus is your perfecter. Somebody say perfecter. Look at verse two. Second part of verse two says, uh, Jesus is the champion who initiates and what? Come on, read it. And what? Perfects our faith. Now, this is the hardest part of this message. And I wish Dave Clark was here to run up on stage and hold my hand. Because what I got to talk about right now is really, really difficult for me to discuss. And I just, I'm like y'all, I haven't touched Dave in eight, nine months. I miss my hugs. And right now, in this subject, I could really use his support, but I'm going, okay, I'm going to pray. You got this. You can do this. Okay. All right, the Packers, right? Oh, God, this is so hard. This is so hard. You know this is Jesus if I got to talk about the Packers in my sermon. Okay, the Packers. They won the game last week, right? Huh? Yeah. And you despicable, I mean, beautiful, adorable Packer fans. All of you guys, you're happy that your team won, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two people dare to clap. You're like, yeah, of course, all right? But, y'all, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, he didn't complete every pass he threw, did he? Aaron Jones and the running backs, they didn't break every single run that they ran, right? The defense, they didn't make every tackle. They didn't stop every pass. They didn't prevent every touchdown. I watched the game. Some of the plays they ran just flat out didn't work, right? But everybody, does that matter in the bigger scheme of things? The point is not to win every single play. The point is to win the game. And even when things aren't looking the best, you don't stop playing a game in the second quarter, the third quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, just because some plays you've been running haven't quite broken open for you yet. And see, some of y'all still think I'm talking about football, because if you didn't know what I was talking about, you'd be losing your mind praising God for this revelation I'm giving you right now. You understand that you just don't quit, you keep playing, because bottom line, uh, uh, you're only one play away. You're one run, one sack, one throw. One pick six to turn the entire outcome into your favor. And I don't know who this is for today, but I heard the Lord saying to me when I was writing this for somebody in the room or somebody online, guess what, baby Baba? You just one play away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just one snap away. You just one moment away from your whole life just turning around for your good. But here's the thing that he wanted me to challenge y'all with as well. Everybody, if we understand that to be true and something as trivial and something as insignificant as a football game, how come we can't get that in our spiritual lives? Some of us, we have one play, one moment that wasn't very good. Or maybe we have a, a series of events that hadn't gone quite right the way we thought it ought to go. Or maybe we have a quarter or a small season of our lives where things is just out of control. And when that happens, a lot of us, we think the battle is over. We think that we's a bunch of losers, that Jesus must not be with us because we're not winning every single play in our spiritual lives. But everybody, can I tell you a secret? Jesus isn't as interested in us gaining success uh, cheaply as he is about us coming champions sustainably. I'm going to try again. Just, just, you don't got to say nothing. Just let it sink in. Jesus 
isn't as interested in us becoming, uh, gaining wins cheaply as he is about us becoming champions sustainably. Some of y'all are like, okay, okay, that sounds good, but what are you talking about, Ray? Let me help you. Now, we're talking about verse 2, right? Uh, Jesus, let me read the verse again. We're talking about uh, Jesus is the champion who perfects our faith, right? That's what we're talking about. Well, let me say it like this. Uh, sometimes when it's all about being successful by any means necessary, and it doesn't matter how you get to be successful as long as you look successful, uh, Bear fans, just bear with me for a minute. It's going to be rough, but you're going to understand. Uh, come here, 2020 Chicago Bears. Yeah. Because, see, when it's just about how you look on paper, it's real easy. When you're just doing some stuff and you're getting some cheap wins early in the season. And we was five and one, right? And on paper, we look pretty successful. You understand? And because you're successful in appearance, you think what you're doing and how you're playing and the formula and technique you're using is sustainable until you meet a more formidable opponent. God, I wish I was talking to some real people in the building online. Yeah, yeah. And that cheap stuff you were doing earlier is grossly ineffective now against an opponent that's stronger and more well-rounded and prepared for a fight. And everybody, that's why Jesus will sometimes allow us to lose some plays. He'll allow us to experience some difficulty and some discomfort. Why? Because he's working to develop and strengthen and perfect our faith. Our faith, y'all, that sustains us when the going gets rough. Our faith that won't let us quit when the battle gets tough. Everybody, it's our faith that keeps us from tucking tail and quitting the game before the game is over. Is this making sense? And some of y'all have been in a really, really difficult season of your life. But can I tell you something? Your difficulties have a distinct destiny. Your difficulties have a divine destiny. There's a purpose for your pain. God's trying to pull some stuff out of you so he can perfect some stuff in you. What are you talking about? I got a verse for you. First Peter chapter 1 says this. It says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested. What's being tested, y'all? I got two people. I need to hear. Y'all going to get this today. What's being tested? I can't hear everybody. What's being tested? Your faith is being tested. Is that real? Is that true? Is that accurate? So what you're saying is it's a test? Is that what the Bible says? It's a test? Is it a test? So, so, so that means uh, my health issue, my employment issue, uh, my marital issue, it, it, it's just a test? Is it a test, y'all? Yes or no? Okay. So, 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 okay. If that's true and that's what the Bible says, I got a word from Jesus for you. You ready? It's deep. You ready? It's super deep. Pass the test. Pass the doggone test. How many times are we going to allow ourselves to get tripped up over the same junk, the same tactic of the enemy, the same mess, every single time God's trying to take us to where he's trying to get us to? He uses the same place. He only got three of them. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. He got three plays. And we keep getting tripped up over the same play. When at the end of the day, I thought that greater is he who is in us than this joker 
that's in the world. We got everything we need to be successful. It's time to pass the test. Somebody say, I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. I dare to say it online. I'm going to pass this test. It's time to pass. God's trying to get us to a whole nother level. And the problem is so many of us, we're fighting spiritual battles with physical weapons. God's like, uh, every time your trigger gets tripped, you want to reach for the bottle. I dare you, instead of reaching for the bottle, reach for that Bible. Oh, y'all going to mess. I, I, y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all not ready for me today. Let me tell you. Everybody, this is what championship teams do. You know, this is championship Sunday, right? AFC championship, NFC championship, right? You know, I got a little bit of experience with this. I played in the AFC championship. Final Four National Football League. Can I tell you what championship teams do? I know what I'm talking about here. The championship teams, here's what they do. Uh, they play games, but then after they play games, everybody, they sit down and watch the video of their opponent. And they watch what they need to fix and how, what they need to improve and what they need to perfect. Kind of like church. You, you, you play your match outside, but then you come to church and we examine with the pastor, okay, what some things work or what some things we need to fix? What are some things we need to tweak? Maybe we need to run this play according to the Bible so we can see a different result. Hey, man, is this making sense? And we do that, everybody. So down the road, when the games get rougher and the matches get tougher, we're ready to pull out the right response. We're ready to reach for the right actions. We can pull out the appropriate scripture, the perfect prayer for that situation to allow Jesus, that Jesus allowed us to go through so we can reveal to us where we're weak, so we can tweak it and fix it, so we can become who he wants us to become, so that he can take us where he wants to take us, so that we can stand and be sustainable where he's trying to bring us. Somebody say amen right there. Yeah. Everybody, you're a winner because Jesus was your beginner. You're a winner. Because Jesus is your perfecter, we're winners. Last one. Because Jesus is our finisher. Because Jesus is our finisher. Look at the second part of verse 2. It says, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Everybody, I'm so grateful that I'm I'm a winner, not because of what I have the ability to finish, but because of what Jesus finished for us. Can I say it like this, everybody? Jesus finished the work we couldn't finish. Jesus lived the life that we couldn't live, and Jesus paid the price that we couldn't pay. And everybody, when he spoke those last three famous words, as he willingly gave his life on the cross, when he said, it is what? Finished. Everybody, can I tell you something? The real contest was over. The final score is still on the scoreboard, and our champion Jesus reigns victorious forever and ever. And everybody, I told you, and I got to let you go with this. Jesus told me to tell you, you've already won in 2021. Why? Because Jesus has already defeated death. He's already defeated the grave. And my hope and prayer is that you would leave this building and you would log off online understanding why it's important for you to walk like you've already won. Not for you to live like you've already won. Not because of what I'm saying. You need to embrace you're a winner because of what Jesus has done. You're a winner because Jesus was your beginner. You're a winner because Jesus your perfecter, you're a winner because Jesus is your finisher.
Let's pray. Father, we love and thank you for this time. And God, help us, Lord, embrace this truth and walk it out, Father God. Let that be our reality. Father God, now we, not, we may not win every single play. We may not win every single series. But God, if we just don't quit, if we keep playing the game, we recognize that we're already victorious because you, God, were victorious years and years ago on the cross for our sin. And why in the world would we forfeit a game that's already been decided in our favor? Help us, Father God, to keep and embrace that and be everything you called us to be. Continue to grow our faith so that we can be sustainable where you want to take us and where you want to use us. In Jesus' name we pray and let everybody say amen. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwired.com and have a great week.